0: Hello everyone, Mark here from Casting Through Ancient Greece, bringing you a teaser from the latest bonus episode over on Patreon. If you like what you hear and want to support the series, you can head over to Patreon to support Casting Through Ancient Greece, where you'll gain access to the full version of this episode, plus many others. Hello everyone, thank you for the support and welcome back to another bonus episode. This time we'll be turning to another topic centred in the Archaic Age, the Olympic Games. On the 6th of April of 1896 AD, some 80,000 spectators packed into the Panathenic Stadium in Athens. Before them were around 240 athletes from 14 nations arrayed on the infield of the stadium. About to take place before them all was the opening of the very first International Olympic Games overseen by the newly created International Olympic Committee. These Games would be the beginning of the modern Olympic Games that we still celebrate in our own time every four years. These first modern Games in Athens would be officially opened by King George I of Greece, with the words, I declare the opening of the first International Olympic Games in Athens, Long live the nation, long live the Greek people. The Games would run for ten days with nine different sports represented, all with a number of events within each taking place. Some of these sports, as we will see, were similar to what was competed in over 2,500 years earlier in ancient Greece, but a number would make their debut in these modern Olympic Games. The sports that the 240-odd athletes would compete in were athletics, cycling, fencing, gymnastics, shooting, swimming, tennis, weightlifting and wrestling. A closing ceremony would be held on the 12th of April, although events would continue until the 15th. This ceremony was arranged by King George I of Greece and was in the form of a banquet for the officials and athletes. It was here where he and others had made it known they wished that the Olympics to be held permanently in Athens. Though the founder of the International Olympic Committee, Baron Perry D. Cobertin, had always had the vision that the Games would be on an international rotation, which would become one of the cornerstones of the modern Olympic Games. The next time Athens would host the Olympics would be 108 years later, at the 2004 Games. Although this first International Olympic Games would be the start of the modern Olympics, they were not the first organised games to call on the Olympic tradition. A number of nations would create games using the Olympic title, though they would not be on the international scale like that of the 1896 Games. During the 17th century AD, England had held an annual sporting event known as the Cotswold Olympic Games. In revolutionary France, at the end of the 18th century, a National Olympic Festival was held, though this only lasted from 1796 to 1798. Sweden would also create games in 1843 which invoked the Olympic tradition, though perhaps the beginnings of what would end up leading to the establishment of the International Olympic Games can be seen in the wake of the Greek War of Independence of 1821. Writers and poets would start invoking the games of old, to where finally a wealthy Greek-Romanian philanthropist would write to the Greek king, offering to fund a revival to the Olympic Games of the ancient past. These games, held in 1856, would see athletes from both Greece and the Ottoman Empire competing. What all of these games had in common, though, was that they were looking back to the ancient Greeks and the Olympic Games that would be created there over 2,500 years ago. The first Olympic Games would be held in 776 BC, according to tradition, at the city-state of Olympia, giving the games their name. This date of 776 would also be assigned to give us an artificial point in time To mark the beginning of the archaic period, though these games would have a more modest beginning than the Pan-Hellenic games that we often associate with them. Debate has circled around if the games were really this old, as the main source that had recorded victors supposedly all the way back to its origins doesn't survive today. We know about this list as a number of ancient writers refer to it, and have used it to assign dates to other events. The list was put together by Hippias of Elis, a polis not far from Olympia, in which he recorded all the victors of the stadion, a footrace run over 200 metres. He lived in the second half of the 5th century BC and listed every winner of this race from each Olympic Games stretching back to 776 BC. Arguments have been made to suggest that Hippias may have exaggerated how old the Games really were, or he at least may have recorded the information incorrectly, as since he was living over 300 years after its supposed foundation, he would have had to have worked from another record, and how reliable this was we are unsure. Though having said all of this, it doesn't mean that it's wrong, as other known dates of events and public figures have also been cross-referenced and referred to by other Greek and Roman writers, that this early date could well be possible. Another aspect that supports the early foundation is the archaeological record, where there appears to be an increase in the offerings at Olympia around this period. As we will see, the Olympic Games were primarily a religious festival, and this suggests that an increase in religious activity was taking place in the 8th century. Today the year of 776 is still commonly used as the foundation of the Olympics as there has been no hard evidence to disprove it, while the evidence that we do have at least suggests that this day was possible. Though, legend would have it that even these games of 776 were a revival or inspired by earlier games found in the mythological past. Well that's my teaser of what's happening over on Patreon. You can also find the full version to this episode plus other episodes where I have been focusing on the very early history of Greece. These episodes have allowed me to look back to where my series started and focus on topics in isolation and in more detail than I had gone into before. I am also open to members helping drive the direction of these episodes with suggestions of what they would like to see covered. New episodes come out in the first week of every month and are exclusive to members to show my appreciation for their supporting the series. If you have also been enjoying the series and would like to show your support, you can head over to Patreon at the Casting Through Ancient Greece page. Alternatively, you can discover many ways to support the series over on my website at www.castingthroughantientgreece.com and click on the Support the Series button. Thank you for listening and supporting the series. I look forward to hopefully seeing you over on Patreon and engaging with you over there.